Hi friend, you are listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, a podcast created especially for someone who's not sure about relationship with Jesus Christ. My name is Janelle Wood, and while I have a background in counseling and ministry with women, the truth is I've been through my own seasons of questioning my faith. So if you've ever struggled with not being sure where you belong, or you felt like you were faking faith, or maybe a friend just shared this episode with you and you are feeling a little wounded or skeptical of all things God-related right now, welcome. This podcast is just for you. Finding Something Real is about a journey towards restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. My passion is Jesus Christ, and for me now, after having crawled through some real ups and downs on my own faith journey, I believe Christ is the hope and the answer to this world more than ever. But don't take my word for it. Listen to my friends as they share their own grace-filled journeys. My prayer is that if you haven't already, you'll find something real too. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is your host, Janelle Wood, and you are listening to part two of a three-part conversation between myself, my February co-host, Tori Carpenter, and our special guest, Dominique Shanks. Dominique just finished sharing her very powerful and moving story of losing her mom. And we're going to be talking quite a bit today about what happens when church people hurt people and the consequences of that. And yes, it's a heavy conversation, but I think an important one. So I, I hope you get something out of this today. Here you go. Part two of our three-part conversation. Abby and I, the worst thing that happened and we didn't like the people that were closest to you, the body of Christ, like they didn't show up the way they needed to, but our college friends did who weren't believers and they were amazing. Yeah. Um, we started having um, dates every Friday, like the whole day and just doing all kinds of stuff. And I mean, the whole time I was in Amer- um, in Arizona after my mom died for about nine to 10 months, um, they were a blessing, a strong, I mean, an incredible blessing. Um, and they let us be, they let us be us. They let us say the things that we said and, you know, and be belligerent and outspoken. Um, I remember we moved here and years later, about, I want to say four or five years ago, we were at a, a thing at church and this lady came up to us and she was like, I want to, she's like, I laid this on my heart a year ago, but I don't know how it, how it fits into your story. I don't know. And she's like, but God asked me to ask you guys, um, to forgive the church. She's like, I don't know what happened, but God wants to know if you guys will forgive the church for whatever happened. Um, and I think it was funny because I feel like, you know, we were, we were talking to a lot of people back then. And I think more so it's because we had gotten better um, by that time. Um, I think, I, I, I don't know, Tori, I don't know if you're your dad's death happened more recently. It seems like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard you're like, oh, yeah, I'm doing so much better. And I, I kind of laughed. I was like, my getting better point, um, I, 2013 was probably my worst year where I think I really hit rock bottom. Um, I think that rock bottom was the beginning of the journey of healing. Came back here in the month of November. I didn't even tell anyone I had come back to, to Nashville. I just came back and my phone was off. Everything was off. And I just spent all day with Jesus, just giving him everything. And so, 
you know, fast forward to two years later when the lady asked us to forgive the church. It was funny because I was like, I feel like I already have. But, you know, just, but I realized that like, there was still kind of like that standoff of like, when we, when it gets bad again, you know, we'll have to go away because they can't take our bad, you know, like they can't help us through our grief. And so I had to give that all back to God and say like, help me to trust in your church, regardless of what happens. And, you know, not to just assume that what happened before will happen again. And so, um, yeah, it's been a journey. And I mean, I think about the times when I haven't been, you know, I haven't been there for my friends when they needed me. And it's kind of a reminder, you know, we're all human and we all, we all fall short. We all do. So, so, uh, super powerful story. Uh, thank you for sharing it. Um, you wanted to be here for Tori, um, I think for some obvious reasons, but do you want to share with her why? And then I'll let you guys kind of have a conversation back and forth because I'm sure there's some things that Dami has just shared that resonate. Yeah, I, you know, and I was listening to your story, Tori, I, one, I just was like, is this a thing? <laughs> you know, like, because <laughs> for me, you know, I, and you know, I was an identical twin, and so I walked through that. It's just my sister and I. We don't have any other siblings, so I walked through that with her. But I still thought, like, this only happened to the two of us. But then when I listened to your story, I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, you know? And I mean, I didn't even know where you where you lived or whatever. But, um, and like, you know, I, not that I would, anyways. But like, I didn't judge you for wanting to step back. You know, like, honestly, like a lot of me thought, like, as I listened to you, like, why didn't we? And I, and, and I think the biggest thing for me was just like, my mom had always taught us that like the church was always secondary. Like my mom didn't go to church a lot because she worked a lot. Um, so church is always secondary in almost like there's Jesus and then there's his church, you know? Um, and I think that's what it was because even when the church kept, you know, like being, um, who we are. Um, and even at times, I mean, I'm not going to, I, I don't, I don't think I really articulate this well, but I did blame God. You know, I, I was upset that God and my mom made a decision about my life without me, a big decision. Um, and so I, even in that, but I think for me, like I was so angry at my, my best friend, Jesus, but in a way that like, I still needed to talk to him about it. And I think that helped our relationship because God can handle our anger and our pain. And, you know, the conversation and the talking and communication um, was more important to him than what I said. I mean, that was important as well. But the fact that I was just communicating, um, you know, kept that line of communication open. Um, and so I think maybe that's why I, you know, like I didn't doubt him. I mean, I questioned him. Oh, my gosh. For years, I didn't understand it. I mean, even when my sister would say, oh, I understand why God did it, I'd be like, I'm not there yet. Not yet. Um, so when I listened to your story, I, um, my heart went out to you. And that way of like, yeah, honestly, the church sucks sometimes. We suck as people. We suck because we're imperfect, because grief is so messy. And we don't like messy in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I... and as a church, sometimes we don't understand, you know, it's easier to push people aside. I just read a book recently when, and it talks about that, that when people have grief on them, people shy away because 
you know, they don't want it to come on them, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're almost like a, um, a leopard or something. So that has an infectious d- disease. Um, and it, that's human nature. Um, but God is still good. Mm-hmm. And I think for me that, you know, when I was listening to your, your, um, your, your podcast, that's the thing that kept t- coming into my mind is like, Oh, but Tori, Jesus is good. You know, and, um, he is good. Like even in that, all the, the pain of losing a parent and all that, that encompasses, you know, the, how it changes relationships, how it, how it changes you. You know, I, I remember I used to look in the mirror and I'm like, I don't know this girl. And frankly, I don't like her. You know, I remember my, when my best friend said, I miss the old dummy. And I said, so do I <laughs> like, welcome to the club, but there's nothing I could, you know, I could do to get her back. But it was Jesus, you know, like when people looked at me and they judged me and, and, you know, they couldn't handle what I had, like Jesus did and is still. And, and, you know, even with you, like that, that was kind of the thing I wanted to say is like, he can handle it, you know, call him every name in the book, yell at him, like do whatever you feel you need to do. Just don't stop communication with him because one thing I learned in grief is just it's so much bigger than what people can handle, what we can handle and we can't handle it on our own. Like we like I don't know, grief for me felt like the impossible. And when something feels impossible, we need someone that's like, I got this. This is not impossible. And um that's Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. because you know, my best friend was phenomenal and my Spanish best friend, she was phenomenal. But there are t- days when she just couldn't anymore. And that's, you know, that's fine. She's human, but Jesus can, you know, like we can lay all that weight on him. And he's like, bring, you still got more? I'm I'm, I'm still ready for more. So um, that's kind of what I wanted to share with you. It's just, yeah, just, we suck as people sometimes with Jesus is, is good yes I feel like it's like my healing kind of started when I so he died in October of 2019 and I started seeing a counselor like really like heavy grief counseling in February of 2020 like a year I've been in counseling for a year now and I feel like that's been like really like transformative um and the best thing anyone ever told me was what you feel you heal and so like my counselor like she she kept telling me over and over again like you you have to give yourself grace to feel everything like anger sadness and and also joy like you know because like there would be moments in the middle of grief where I wanted to be happy but then I feel like I couldn't be because it was like betrayal and she like for every single session for a year now she's like what you feel you heal, what you feel you heal. Uh, And so I feel like we've done some pretty deep and heavy work. And I feel like that's been very transformative. Um, And I also feel like God is like, I, it's really interesting. Like I feel like I'm in this like really weird place and it sometimes feels really isolating because I can, I really can honestly say I never was mad at God. I was mad at the people who work for him. And uh, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I, I feel like I have this like really 
personal deep connection with God and I never doubted that God was good like I always knew that God loved me and that he's with me but I really like I hate church and I feel like I'm sometimes I still get so freaking angry with like people in in church because I also think that like biggest pain in my dad's life and Christians hurt him so then he grew up broken and damaged and he didn't heal from anything in his life and then he got sick so I feel like um yeah like I just I feel like I just hate church and I think that you know like there's like nitty-gritty theological constructs that I ponder often but um I think that what I can truly say like this is really real and authentic like this is truly what I believe is that God is not the asshole that the people who work for him make him out to be and I so I I feel actually like I'm really close with God but I I just like feel like I get so angry at Christians sometimes and like the things that they said because yeah like what you said the people just didn't show up like the closest people in my life my freaking pastors who I, I gave to their church faithfully my time and my money and my energy for five years, my eight weeks before my dad died, he like by himself went up to go visit them and spend a whole weekend with them. Like they were the, like, we called them family and literally in the most literal sense, I have not seen or heard from them since October 28th, 2019. And I remember just thinking at one point, like several months, like, aren't you supposed to be the ones that show up? Like you were my pastors. They haven't, like, I haven't even got so much as a text from them. And, uh, and then I think people don't know what to say. Like I was 24 when he passed away. And I think that like most people just like in my peer group have never been through a loss like that. So they don't know what to say and they don't know what to do. And like, I think grief is awkward. So people just don't, they just don't know what to say. So they don't say anything, which honestly is more hurtful. I think like, even if you say stupid things, like at least show up in some form, like I, I, it almost felt like another loss to me because I, I lost my dad and I wanted those people to show up and be with me and walk through that with me. And then they didn't. So then I felt like it was like more loss. And, uh, and the disappointing thing is that like all of them were the church, like they were like incredibly strong Christians. Some of them are leaders in churches, some of them are pastors and like, they didn't show up. I just remember thinking like, like what you said, like your college friends, like the, 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 with the exception of Janelle, honestly, I can say Janelle was the only exception other than Janelle, everybody who like really walked with me and are still with me to this day were not Christians. And I just feel like, how, how, how did they like, how do those people like fail so miserably? And sometimes I still get angry about it because like they were supposed to be life to me when I was experiencing death and they just freaking weren't. And it just felt like that's the hardest. I think that's been like the hardest part to navigate is. You know what, Tori, like, one thing, because, I mean, yeah, I I mean, yeah, 
you know, I, I remember even with my, my best friend whose husband wanted to kick us out. I remember thinking, I missed classes when you were having a crisis. Mm-hmm. My mom died. And like, you, you know, like you're kicking us out of our your house. Like, and, you know, I, I would look at those things and like, just, yeah, like angry, you know, like so angry that, you know, and I mean, the times when my sister go to church, you, you see these people on stage worshiping, oh, you know, God is good and preaching. And yeah, they don't come up to you. I had one random lady who was like, or a friend who was like, I'm sorry I haven't said anything. I just don't know what to say, but that's probably worse than anything. Mm-hmm. And just being like, yeah, that is like, you know, but appreciating her honesty of, I don't know what to say. And it's like, yeah, I don't either. Like, I don't even know what just happened. Like, I don't know what just happened. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah. And like, I mean, but then it's like, I think about the friends who weren't even that close to us. Like, um, EG's is a, a slushy place, place in Tucson. And they brought this huge bucket of EG's over it. And we sat outside and had EG's. I used to love Capri Suns. And they brought me Capri Suns. And um, just in December, I, you know, 11 years later, I wrote them a thank you note and said, you don't understand what that EG's meant. And, you know, and it's, and it's funny because um, I talked to one of the girls about it when we were home in June. And she was like, it wasn't a big deal. And I'm like, no, it was a huge mm-hmm. deal because you were one of three of our Fifty hundred plus friends that showed up as believe, you know, believing mm-hmm. friends that we did life with, and you know, did all the things that you were one of three. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, it is. It's 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 hurtful. Like, it's not frustrating. It hurts. It, it hurts think, so deep because, yeah. like you said, like it's loss upon loss. Like yeah. that you weren't like it's like it happened to you, and it's like it just continually things happening and I think that part of the reason why what I've kind of come to see now in the last I don't know, 15 months is um I, I guess this was my experience I don't know if like you, this was your experience or even Janelle I don't know if you'd say this is your experience but um I heard so many times growing up like um the joy of the Lord is your strength and you know be happy and take control of your emotions because the enemy uses our emotions against us and you know, we got to be strong in faith. And so in many ways, I was always told that, like, I couldn't feel like it wasn't like, I always felt like it wasn't a great thing to be sad. And it wasn't a great thing to cry because the joy of the Lord is your strength and rely on the joy of the Lord. So then this crisis happens and then loss upon loss upon loss. And then I feel like I'm having this existential crisis of faith. And I think, all I freaking heard growing up was don't feel like take control of your emotions. Like my, I had a family member actually tell me the day that my dad was diagnosed with brain cancer. I was crying because he had, he had this aggressive cancer and there's like no survival rate. And so I I was crying because obviously I knew like, this is probably the end for him. And she literally told me when you need to take control of your emotions, because if you don't take control of your emotions, the enemy will use that against you and you know, and we know what that means for your dad. Well, then he dies three weeks later. And I like, remember, th- so then I, I guess I just feel like there's this culture, at least in my experience, maybe not everyone's, but I grew up in this church culture where it was like, don't like, like basically being anything 
other than like thankful and joyful and happy was like not great. And you know, don't really don't stay there. And so uh, I think that that's probably another reason why people didn't show up because I wasn't in that state. I was very sad for many months. And like, I didn't even start counseling for three months, like for three straight months. I feel like the best part of my day was like, I actually got out of bed today and uh, like they didn't want to go there and they felt like they couldn't go there. And so they just didn't show up. And yeah. Can I share just a couple things from my personal experience? Cause first of all, I think you're right. I think, um, you know, this is a different example, but you know, that story that I love that kind of influenced the whole reason, um, behind doing the format this way. Um, it's a story of the healing of the paralytic. The reason that story had such a huge impact on my life is because my husband and I, we struggled to have babies and, um, we went through two devastating miscarriages and a year of infertility. And then we had our son, Caleb, um, which was such a blessing. But then after him, we had three more miscarriages And, um, my mom had heard about this church service where you could go and you could pray to have a baby. And to be honest, I was at a season in my life. Um, you know, I talk about seasons of doubt and stuff where I was just like, God, where are you? Where are you? Like, I don't see you. I feel irritated. Um, I'm, I'm angry with you. Um, cause I was angry with God. Um, and, uh, anyway, uh, my mom talked us into going, I was at the end of our rope. We had tried going back to fertility and we didn't have the money and all this stuff. So anyway, drop off my kid that morning because, um, you know, God forbid they know I already have a kid and then I'll seem greedy if I'm praying for another one. Right. And so I, I leave my one baby with my, my family and somebody there said, you know, you better change your attitude because God's not going to bless that. Hmm. And I remember just being like full of shame and frustration. Like I couldn't get out of it because I was feeling discouraged and angry and frustrated, not even knowing that God would, whether he would even bless me because, you know, I did had the wrong attitude. And so we go to this church service that they at the time had had for over 30 years. And we, we sit there and we sit in the back because I was, you know, the girl in the back pew and, um, and I'll never forget it. Somebody at the, um, in the front, I don't remember if it was the worship pastor. I think it was. Um, but he said, you know, um, we know that a lot of you are coming here as a last resort. You don't want to be here. And, uh, and that's okay. And there's a story in the Bible and it's a story of the healing of the paralytic. And in that story, nowhere does it say that it's the faith of the, the man who was hurting that healed him. It was the faith of the the friends who knew what Jesus could do. And Jesus saw that faith and he, he healed the man. And we're here today to be those people carrying you. Mm. And I remember I was just like, how did they know? Like, (laughs) I just had been like hit with this like shame and guilt and like frustration, which just makes you want to run away from the church and from people. And, uh, at the end, they opened the altar call and went forward and they prayed for us. And I remember people just laying their hands on us and praying for peace and for joy. And, um, we decided, okay, Lord, uh, whatever it is, you know, we want, uh, you know, what your will is. We're going to try, I guess, nine months later, we had our baby girl, but I will say, 
um, I started spotting uh, bleeding when I was pregnant with my daughter, Naomi. And I remember just going to God and being like, I'm blaming you either way. I'm sticking with you either way. There's a story in the Bible that says, um, you know, Jesus is talking to the crowds and he starts talking about like crazy stuff, like eat my flesh and eat my blood and stuff. It's like this crazy passage in John, maybe Tori, you just yeah. read it. I don't know. I know you were reading it, John. It's like, whoa. And a bunch of people go, uh, what is this crazy man basically saying? We're out of here. This is nuts. And Jesus turns to them and he says, um, he turns to the disciples and he says, are you going to leave too? Yep. And Peter says, where else would we go? You have the words of eternal life. And for me, that, that became a turning point in my life. I thought, I don't care what people say anymore. I mean, I do, right? But I don't care. It's between me and God. And I, whatever it is, I'm choosing him. Mm-hmm. And so I guess um, to ask you a question, Dami, and, and we can kind of do back and forth because I, I love the interaction between you and Tori here, but... How do you differentiate between the church and Jesus? And obviously, as believers, we are part of the church, yeah. and that's uh, a thing. Um, and Jesus loves the church. So how do you still love the church and still see, wow, we've got some issues here? I think for me, it's a few things. Um, I mean, I think it all comes down to I, taking it to Jesus. Um you know, like taking the hurt, you know, even as you're talking, Victoria, you know, I, 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 a lot of me was like, tell them, tell them shame on you. You know, like you hurt me. Like, where are you? Um, and I mean, that's something I wish I would have told my 23 year old self who heard like, okay, it's been three months. Gotta be done. You know, like, but I didn't have the words. I wasn't, I wasn't strong enough at the time. Um, to speak into that, but um, a lot of it just is a continual giving it to Jesus, giving them to Jesus, giving myself to Jesus, you know, because and asking God to to remind me and reveal to me the times when I haven't been there hmm. for people to remind me, like, like you said, you know, like I am, I am that, I am that a-hole at times. <laughs> I am. You know, I am that selfish person at times. And, and honestly, nowadays, like now that I know what this is, I will be honest and be like, Mm-mm, Jesus, I, not on, I can't, <laughs> I'm going to pray for him. You know, and, and it's sad to say that, but it's like, because of experience, like, you know, I know grief is literally a bee. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, a, I'm very cautious in about who I walk through with that because at the same time, it's it's one thing to tell people you'll be with them, but you know, will you be with them? Will you mm-hmm. really be there in the middle of the night? I I didn't sleep for two years. Didn't sleep for two years, you know, and I needed. Thankfully, I have friends in Spain, so it was a nine to ten hour difference in Arizona, who were awake. But I had a, a friend um, in Mexico who would stay up with me all night and talk with me, um, because but it's like you know like the it it is work it is it is the work of bearing with someone and so um but i think it's just giving it to jesus and letting you know like letting him know like this these people your people hurt you know i don't know if you guys have done that with your parents before or with family like your child is on my nerves i tell my aunt that a lot about her what is it 
like your child is on my nerves, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know okay. like that son of yours, that daughter of yours, like, you know, I used to call my mom, like your, your, your child, like this Evie, you know, and I do it with my aunt. It's like, sometimes when did Jesus like that? Uh, your people, talk about your people because, you know, and just being honest about that. But another thing that I, I thank God for, cause I, you know, as you're talking, I was like, but why? And you know, that scripture says, your word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against God is good. But it also is just when you hide God's word in your heart, when people say dumb stuff, like you can't be angry with God, like, you know, or the joy of the Lord is your strength. God wants you to be happy when you're like, have you read the Psalms lately? Mm-hmm. Like literally like the Psalms. Um, it's just being able to take his word and like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like what Jesus did with the devil speak God's real word back to people and, you know, and tell them like, no, I can be angry at God. God says, be angry, but don't sin. You know, like God says that, you know, like, and it, and I think that really helped me when I, and I, I, that, I, I don't know. That's one thing I did. I do like about grief and in life after grief, life after mom is just that like, I don't really take people's words. Like, I'm just like, um, I'm sorry. Like, you know, and I'm not afraid to like, just be like, that's like, you know, and I think that's something that, um, one of the pastors had told my sister and she, she told me, and I, I've kept is like, be careful whose words you listen to. Okay. We're going to pause again right there and we'll return tomorrow with the final part of our three-part conversation with special guest Dominique Shanks and returning co-host Tori Carpenter. I think you definitely want to listen to the hope um, that's shared in tomorrow's episode, friend. So please come back. Until next time.